Hey podcast people, how's it going? This is Azrin the Language Nerd here. I hope you're having a fantastic Monday evening or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you are listening to this podcast episode. If you would like to learn more about me, I encourage you to visit my website, which is azrinthelanguagenerd.com. That is spelled A-Z or Z-R-E-N, thelanguagenerd.com. Or of course, you can visit at polyglotazrin on any major social media network. My uh, polyglot Azrin is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. And with that aside, let's dive into today's podcast episode. I think if someone is a language teacher or a language tutor, it is beneficial for that individual to also be simultaneously learning another language. My experience has shown me that learning other languages has made me a much better language teacher. When you learn other languages, what it does is it helps you understand from a first-person perspective what language learners are going through, what they're going through when they're trying to learn another language. You can relate to it on a very personal level. I remember I was speaking to a tutor about maybe a month ago, something like that. And this tutor was telling me that she can't really relate to language learners in their process because she's never actually learned another language as an adult. She's never gone about doing it. Which is why, by the way, a quick plug, almost, not not all of them, but almost all of the tutors that work for me have learned another language as an adult or are currently learning other languages as an adult. I feel it makes the tutor... um, It helps the tutor to be a better tutor, I find. And so myself right now, I am learning a couple of languages. Actually, funnily enough, four languages. (laughs) There's Mandarin and Gujarati, which I've been learning for a long time now. And I have a pretty strong level in both languages. And then I have two languages I'm learning, which are more on the beginner side of things. There is Japanese, and then there is Blackfoot. Japanese, I'm sure everybody has heard of, Blackfoot is an indigenous language spoken in southern Alberta and northern Montana. So Alberta is the province where I live in Canada. Montana is the state that is direct in in America that is directly south of the province where I live in Canada. And so it's an indigenous language spoken in those two those two regions. And Japanese specifically I find it Blackfoot as well, but Japanese specifically Learning this language has has been making me a better teacher recently because I'm encountering a lot of challenges as I'm trying to learn the language and and observing the kinds of strategies that my tutors give me or that I come up with when I'm trying to solve the challenges I'm coming that I'm encountering when I observe those in myself I'm then able to realize what kinds of methods work for a language learner. So let me give you a few highlights. In my Japanese class right now, I'm focusing on some reasonably simple topics. I'm I'm focusing on a lot of the, um, what do you call that? Just simple small talk when you meet someone for the first time. I'm learning things like asking what's your name, where are you from, talking about some of your hobbies in very simple terms, um, things of that nature. So I learned some of these topics with with my tutors and I've got them written down. But I found that I wasn't able to remember what I'd learned and what I'd studied. So just maybe a week ago, I remember going into my class thinking to myself, even though I've 
I've technically speaking, technically got these phrases and learned how to say these, these, you know, various phrases and such and have this conversation, but it's completely not in my head. Like I would be unable if someone asked me in Japanese at the time, hey, what's your name? I wouldn't understand. I wouldn't know how to respond. I would be hopeless, completely clueless, even though technically speaking, I'd actually studied it and learned it. So that was the first learning point for me. When a student in, learns how to say something, whether it be in class or from a video, from an a mobile application, whatever it is, when you first learn something, you're gonna forget it. Like you're not going to be able to apply it most of the time, or at least sometimes, depends on the person. But generally speaking, you're gonna struggle to apply it in the beginning. And it was a humbling moment because I was like, here I am, Mr. Azrin, the language nerd, speak five languages. I'm, I consider myself to be good at learning languages, this, that, the other thing. And yet here I am, and I barely even remember how to say my name is in Japanese. Like I can't remember. So I was like, okay, how am I going to solve this? So I implemented uh, the following strategy. I decided that I wanted to create a little story using some of the words, phrases, and simple grammar points I had learned. And I wanted to create a simple story for myself that would help me remember. So I have, a, I have some of my toys from when I was a child and I grabbed a toy alligator and a toy tiger. And I started to invent this little story that I, and I got very mentally and emotionally involved in the story. I think that's important when you're learning a language, by the way, you have to be fully mentally engaged in what's going on. And it started to make the story. The alligator is walking and he sees this tiger. The tiger sees the alligator. They approach each other. The tiger asks the alligator, what's your name? The alligator says, my name is this. He then asks the tiger, what's your name? And they start having this conversation, blah, 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 blah. And creating the story was helpful. It started to help the phrases and the word order and some of the grammar and the pronunciation. It started to help all this stick in my mind, right? Um, and that was a learning point as well. I was like, ah, you know, one thing that I do differently as a language learner that not all language learners do in my experience is I'm taking ownership of my learning. When I'm in class, I'm relying on my tutors to know, to be knowledgeable, helpful, kind, um, to have some activities prepared, but ultimately it's on me to learn. I have to be fully engaged and I have to take as much as I can from this class as I is as possible. So I have to use methods and strategies that work for me, right? I'm an experienced language learner and I know, so I know what kinds of things would work for me. But I think the learning point for a lot of language learners listening here is when you are trying to learn a language, you have to be fully mentally engaged. You can't have your mind on dinner. You have to be fully mentally engaged, fully focused on what's in front of you, eliminate distractions and try do everything you can to, to, to absorb the information when you're doing your study sessions or in your classes or doing whatever you do to learn the language or languages that you are currently learning. That's very important. I was thinking of that. I was like, oh yeah, look, this is what's working. For me, it's the creating these stories with my toys. That makes it very real for me and tangible and it interests me and I'm focused on it and it's helping me learn. Now, here's the third learning point. Even though I'm super engaged, I'm focused, I have my toys, I'm making this interesting story, I still couldn't quite remember how to say these different things in Japanese that I was trying to remember how to say and I kept stumbling on my words. To be honest, I'm, I'm still stumbling on them. I still haven't fully figured it out, okay? 
but what's been helping me is repetition. Repetition's a big one. The number of times I've said the following phrase now, which I now have it in my head, is Wani wa aruitemashita. Wani wa aruitemashita. Wait, aruitemashita? Yeah, it is. Aruitemashita, which means the alligator was walking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like the number of times I had to do that to be like, wait, how do I say that? Because that's a part of my story, right? And I kept forgetting how to say the alligator is walking. It's like, oh my god, like, or even like how to say one. Is it aruitemashita? Yeah, it is. I think now I'm even doubting myself. Might have actually forgotten already. Might have actually said it wrong. Hmm. Anyway. But the number of times I said it and repeated my story and repeated it and I've, I've done so many reps, so many repetitions that it's starting, finally it's starting to sink in more and more and more into, into my mind. Finally, right? So the repetition's a big piece and I see a lot of language learners that don't quite do enough repetition when they're learning another language. They don't quite do enough and therefore they forget. Now, the other thing I do that I've been noticing as I'm learning, right, is sometimes I hit these complex sentence patterns, or at least they're complex for me because it's a new language and new sentence order and new words and new everything. So sometimes what I have to do is sometimes I have to like pause and go, okay, wait, let me write that. I just said blah, 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 blah in Japanese. Let me write down what I just said. That's another very, very useful strategy. When, you're, when you say something, this is an output strategy. When you're saying something in a language, um, <clears throat> when you're saying something and the like it was difficult for you to say you you really struggled with putting that sentence together re stop and write the sentence you just said I've been doing that a lot for Japanese and it's super useful I've started doing it with my students as well and it's been helping them too so I, I want to bring it to the podcast because I think it'll help a lot of the listeners here um, anything else I think the last thing I'll say that will wrap this podcast up keep it a short one today the last thing I will say is uh, when you're learning a language, you it's important for you to ask a lot of questions. Ask a native speaker or ask a tutor, ask, ask someone, right? Ask someone to make sure you're saying things as they should be said. You don't have to be an absolute perfectionist. You can choose how much of a perfectionist you are. Some people really want to nail the grammar. Some people just want to be understood. On the other hand, some people even want to nail the pronunciation. Some people just want to be understood. Like everyone's got their different preferences, of course. But it's still, I do think, here's a good way to view it. The more advanced you want to be in the long term, the more picky you should be with yourself along the way of you learning the language. In other words, if you are trying to achieve a C2 level, a very high level in the language, and you, you understand, first of all, it's going to take you years, but you're probably going to want to be pickier on yourself as you go. Not too picky, not picky to the point where you're beating yourself up and you want to quit, but you do have to make sure you cross your T's and dot your I's. Cross your T's and dot your I's. For example, in Japanese, when I try to say something in Japanese I've never said before, I always ask, is that right? Did I say that right? Can I say that? Is there a better way to ask to say that phrase? I kind of tried to put it together. Or is there another kind of expression? Why do you say it like that? I'm asking a lot of questions because I want to I want to make sure every step of the way I'm not skipping anything and then having weird gaps in my knowledge that I didn't even know existed, which happens to a lot of students. And having gaps is not a bad thing. If you want to achieve some some sort of mid-intermediate level, some conversational level, 
you don't need to be quite as picky because you can have some gaps in your knowledge and get to that mid-conversational level and not nail your pronunciation, not have nailed your grammar. That's very doable, right? But if you're trying to get to a more advanced level, you might you need to be a little bit pickier on yourself to make sure you, you're not missing out on something and making mistakes that you didn't even know you're making. And now all of a sudden, they become a bad habit over time. Okay, well, let's wrap this up here. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. It's fun for me to record. I feel like this is a really useful one. Um, and um, yeah, I, get, I guess we will chat uh, next time. Bye for now. See you.